Hello, and welcome to the Parenting Blueprint Podcast. My name is Jason Waite, and I'm so excited to have you joining me. The Parenting Blueprint Podcast is for parents who have tried traditional approaches to parenting and found them to be lacking. Parents that are looking for a new and better method for making an impact on the lives of their children. For today's podcast, I'd like to share a little bit about my experience dealing with the emotional challenges of parenting. Specifically, I would like to share the story of fear. I'll be telling you about one of the scariest moments of my life, and by the end of the podcast, you will learn to apply something that animals, specifically mammals, do naturally, but we humans are rarely able to pull off. As parents, one of the greatest fears is for the safety of our kids, and that can be a healthy fear, but it can also be debilitating. Several years ago, my sister and her three-year-old son, Aiden, were in town visiting. After enjoying a nice dinner out at a local restaurant, we stood on the sidewalk for a few minutes, finishing our conversation. Out of the corner of my eye, I saw Aiden take off in a relentless sprint directly toward a major highway that was only 20 yards away. I immediately started running after him. This kiddo was born with supersonic speed, and I truly didn't know if I was going to catch him. It all happened so fast, but at the same time, the whole thing seemed to happen in slow motion. About two feet before he reached the road, I caught him. I swooped him up and spun back away from the highway. I looked back over my shoulder to see an 18-wheeler speeding by. It was by far one of the scariest moments of my life. Fear served me well that day. It caused me to bolt into action, and I'm so thankful that it did. But fear is an interesting emotion. It can serve us extremely well in certain instances, but in other instances, it can actually create some major challenges for us. So what is the difference between fear that serves us and fear that disables us? The answer comes down to the source of the fear and whether the fear is real or not. In this case, the fear was very real. But what happens if that fear continues? What if that disabling fear overwhelms us and spills over into our children's lives? It begins to take on a life of its own. For example, what if I decide that I'm no longer going to let my daughter play outside because something bad could happen? Maybe we shouldn't go outside at all. All of a sudden, fear isn't serving me. It's owning me. We allow that fear to cripple us and our families. The problem isn't with fear itself. The problem is with the fact that fear can take over. There are three responses that we as humans have to threats that lead to fear. They are fight, flight, or freeze. Here's the question. Which one of those responses are a great strategy for parenting? Now, I'm not talking about those strategies when there is a real threat. I'm talking about when there is an imagined threat, like a memory of the past that leads us to be fearful for the future. Should we fight those fears when we're dealing with imaginary fears? Who are we going to fight? Are we going to fight them by setting up a bunch of new rules? Is flight a good option? Does it make sense to try to run away from our fears? Or how about freeze? I think we all know people and have sometimes been that person who has been debilitated by fear. 
So if none of those are good options, what is a good option? What is a healthy and productive way to deal with fear? The answer can be found in a somewhat surprising source, the animal kingdom. In the following story, we have Bambi the deer experiencing every bit the same level of fear that I did with my nephew Aiden. Bambi is hanging out, minding his own business, when he hears a rustling in the distance. He looks up and sees a mountain lion is fast approaching. A potent cocktail of chemicals immediately begins coursing through his veins. The fear triggers an immediate response. Bambi takes off running as fast as he can. The fear has done exactly what it was supposed to do. It mobilized all of his energy so that he could run off quickly. Because he saw the mountain lion early and took quick action, Bambi got away. So up to this point, the fear response in a person and the fear response in Bambi is pretty much exactly the same. But this is where the similarity ends. 20 minutes after Bambi encounters the mountain lion, everything in his world is back to normal. All of the fearful chemicals have left his body, and he is as calm as ever. This story is often much different for a person that goes through a frightening situation. As people, we have this wonderful gift called memory. We have the ability to play something back over and over in our mind. And this is what can create such a challenge for us. Unlike the deer, we may relive fearful memories for days, months, and even years. Those fears can have huge ramifications for our life. To be clear, I'm not saying that fear is a bad thing. It's a very good and positive part of being a human. and It can keep us alive. The problem is when we continue to dwell on a past event or focus on a future event that is fear-related. And it turns out that while fear is incredibly beneficial during a state of emergency, it is pretty much the worst state to be in if we are trying to plan for the future and make good decisions. So how do we effectively deal with fear? How do we operate like Bambi? How do we avoid having fear take us hostage? The answer is, we have to let it go. What does that even mean, let it go? It means don't hold on to that emotion. I'd like to provide some specific ways of letting go that have served me well in my life. For me, the top three are prayer, mindfulness meditation, and working out. Letting go of past hurts and fears may be the most important parenting skill available. When letting go becomes a habitual life skill, it will dramatically improve the quality of your life and your parenting. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast. I'm incredibly honored that you've chosen to tune in. If you like what you've heard today, I'd be honored to have you as a subscriber to this podcast. That will allow you to stay up to date with all of the latest episodes. Once again, thanks so much for listening to another episode of The Parenting Blueprint.